Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Gaming Matters Podcast, where we talk with real people about the real impact gaming has had on their lives, hosted by me, David White. I'm joined today by Poisonkill of twitch.tv slash poisonkill. Welcome to the show, thank you for being here. Hey, it's actually twitch.tv slash realpoisonkill. I don't, I don't have poisonkill yet, there's a, there's a dispute between me and Twitch on that topic. Ah, uh, yes. I, I wrote that down. <laughs> I wrote that down, but I said poison kill twice. But it is twitch.tv slash real poison kill. Correct. But I will always be poison kill. Glad to be here, man. So uh, how, did you, how did you get into gaming? Oh, gaming was an accident. I was like six years old, and my sister was playing Star Fox on the N64. I just thought it looked cool she couldn't beat a level she's raging i pick up the controller and my first time ever playing a game and i beat it for her star fox 64 nice it's got its own level of classic to it for sure yeah that, that's definitely a classic i mean i haven't played it but <laughs> <laughs> but you at least know of it right yeah yeah i know of the uh, star fox franchise so uh, what, what kind of games like do you play now? I know you're a variety caster. Variety caster, and that's mostly because my entire life has been variety. It's, you know, on a Thursday, I'm grinding out for Halo, trying to get max level in Halo 3, saving up money for from tournaments for a car, and the next thing you know, I'm, I'm goofing off a Guitar Hero at 2 in the morning, hoping my clicks aren't too loud to wake my parents up. Uh, that reflects my life now, too. Uh, a lot of RuneScape. A lot of Halo still, just for the nostalgia. I enjoy the simplicity of the controls. I'm really into kind of whatever feels right at the moment because I, I really mostly game for nostalgia and community at this point and not so much for the thrill of the game. Uh, now, if I do want the thrill of the game, it's because I want to get lost. And that's where uh, different modes in RuneScape help, like Iron Man or booting up an old Oblivion game and just making a new character for no other reason than... Uh, to reminisce on <laughs> my adventures of old. Those are the kind of games that really get me going now. Oh, so you're into uh, Oblivion for nostalgia. Oblivion and Morrowind. Morrowind was actually my first game played on the Xbox that I bought, not ones that my parents gave me for you know Christmas, like Indiana Jones and stuff. And uh, it was actually my first experience with a wireless controller. The controller was so bad that if I held it behind my knees, because the way I sat between me and the TV, it would lose connection. So, wow. a lot of memories with the Elder Scrolls. <laughs> that that is a bad controller, dude. Was that you said that was Xbox uh, wireless controller? Yeah, Xbox original. Wow, I I don't remember uh, if my experience with the wireless controller was that bad. Uh, so let's um let's talk about your your content. You know you're a you're a Twitch streamer. You know you're you're pretty good at it. You have a you're the leader of the uh, positive poison community. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, where do you start with that? You want <laughs> is there a specific spot you want me to start throwing out info or just take it from the bottom? Well, I mean, everyone starts from the bottom, right? <laughs> I guess now that's we're a, here. Yeah, it's a seamless <laughs> way to ask. Uh, how did you How did you get started in streaming? So I was actually playing Titanfall two. Uh, 
obviously Xbox One. And I was having some really good games. I'm just going back to back, 32 and 0. I mean, just some, some crazy numbers. And I decided to start streaming it as I was kind of on a grind to be eventually top 100 on Xbox. That was that was my goal. And uh, my, I saw my view count in the top on Mixer because that was the that's what you would broadcast to from the Xbox. Rest in peace. Um, I watched it go from zero to one, and I didn't pull my phone up or anything. I just just saw it go to one, and and it was so surreal to me that I. I could maybe stream to people like they could they could see what I'm doing. I could do this. It just instantly became addicted to the process of what does it mean to go live? What is really involved in this? And I had actually built a a, a fairly decent computer a couple of years prior, so it was getting older, but it did what I needed it to do, which was you know RuneScape, YouTube, and Netflix. <laughs> uh, a little bit of World of Warcraft, I guess, but not too much at that point. And I, uh, I, I plugged in an old Logitech C920. I had a little snowball mic. We're talking less than a hundred bucks of equipment here, and I, I went live. I started to get a little bit of traction. Started actually playing Minecraft. It looked like that was really good on Mixer. Played some Minecraft. Uh, I actually hated Minecraft, so wasn't excited playing the game. So what I did was I, I made fun of the game as a way of growing. Um, playing open lobbies with people send me a message let's play and the whole option or the the whole goal of the, the streams and this was for a whole month straight was to place tnt in the map and then blow up the tnt at the end of the stream and hope it was enough to <laughs> break the world <laughs> oh boy that, yeah that, that, that sounds was, that sounds fun actually it was my first month of streaming was just that every day I mean, we're talking sometimes uh, sometimes every day of the week i was just so so in love with doing it and meeting people and, and it, it started to blow my mind to see people coming back right that that was what really started to keep me invested you know i'm sure i'm excited and enjoying it but when you see somebody return that was a different dynamic for me on an emotional and personal level as as the human and not trying to be entertaining by blowing things up um and, and that kind of began to develop as I, I started off by the end of my first month, actually I had over 500 followers. I was feeling good backed away from Minecraft and started to play other games like Warframe and kind of experiment with new stuff and, and new stuff on the platform too. And it really got me out of my comfort zone with gaming, which was good. I think I needed that on a personal level. And that's where I met a lot of people who have actually now become some of my best friends. They're obviously mods, but they're also truly best friends. I mean, to, to to experience that level of personality um, throughout the journey has been crazy, and then that that kind of developed into where I stand now, which which is not streaming but creating content and in, in the goal of facilitating a positive environment, a place where people can come, that they can make friends, they can be a friend, that if whether it be they're they're sad or excited or energetic or not overseas or whatever that's where we can find different ways to unite and sort of bring together our, our, our common shared passion of gaming or music or whatever, or what have you. And we sort of just uh, get through life by sharing those things and, and not being afraid to be human. I've enjoyed it ever since. Uh, went from mixer partner to not very quickly. And now we're on Twitch and absolutely, you know, I gotta say liking it. Well, that is a, uh... That's lovely, man. 
like that is uh from humble beginnings says to as to where you are now you know with the positive poison community and you know the youtube content i know you did you are you still aiming for a thousand subscribers or did you hit yeah that? uh we're actually i've been pushing really hard we should my my goal is a thousand by my birthday on august 10th we're sitting at about a 911 right now so i think it's doable i think so too uh, so I kind of want to talk about how you, uh, kind of want to prod a little bit <laughs> sure. and, and talk about, um, how you felt after you, uh, saw the mixer was shutting down. Ooh. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not good at loss. I'm just not good at that in general in my life. I'm, uh, I am a nostalgic. I like things the way they are. Please don't change kind of person. Um, I just kind of always have been. And that's probably one of the reasons I, I go back to, I may not play it, but I'll still pull up YouTube and just watch uh, a King K retrospective on Morrowind, right? I'll just, I'll just, for an hour, I'll just spend in my day with my headphones on listening to someone talk about a game I used to love, that I still love and fondly think of often. Um, I'm just bad at kind of letting those things go. I'm not sure if that's a bad thing or not. That's always been part of my characteristics is nostalgia. Um, heck, if they were to remake Star Fox 64 again, even though I already bought it for my 3DS once, probably would still buy it. <laughs> oh, it'd probably still be a good game. So, Well, it's also true. It is also true. So, actually, fun fact on that, I, I recently went back and replayed Star Fox Adventures 2, which, oh my gosh, this is a classic. So... I think when Mixer announced it, you know, a lot of us kind of saw something coming, but not that soon. Um, I actually kind of just, I didn't shut down to it. I sort of just accepted it. Went live on Mixer a couple of times with Restream. You know, the, the day of the announcement, I set up Restream. I got things going on Twitch. Um, I, I put the focus that day. Everyone, let's go to Twitch. We're going to stream to Mixer a couple of times this way as we transition out, earn affiliate. Uh, into the first week, we streamed every day just to just to assure that we had that affiliate. A week after the announcement that Mixer was going to shut down, we were trying to live life as normal as possible on Twitch. No more restream, you know, less emotes, uh, new new bandwidth, new bit rate. I mean, everything was so different. But the, <laughs> and then I decided to move my house. So <laughs> I think all at the same time of the Mixer announcement, I sort of through a lot of change at once, which is, again, something I'm not really good at usually going for. Uh, and it, it, it kind of kept me, I think, on the up and up. It kept me, kept me positive. It kept me thinking about what's next. In this case, it was which box am I unpacking? Which box am I packing? Is the house going to sell? Is Twitch going to land? Is the community going to show? And... and <laughs> Back to back, like dominoes, the answers continually show to be yes. The community will show. The community will continue to be absolutely beautiful no matter where we are. Yes, the house is going to sell. It's actually pending right now. Yes, the new house is fine. Yes, the gigabit internet is good. <laughs> yes, the cows don't hate me. You know, it ended up being a lot of good. Uh, a lot of good. So I, I think the way I took it was just kind of um in stride. We knew it was going to happen, but not when. The win came much, much sooner than any of us could have anticipated. And uh, I think a lot of communities ache, but overall, we're, I think we're better for it. Yeah, the Mixer family, though divided, is still 
still very much a family. It really is. And it's so it's so fascinating to see. Do you think you could elaborate on that? Yeah. Sure. A couple of people who have gone from mixer partner to non-partner on Twitch. Some of them have been rejected. Some of us, like myself, are still waiting for a response. And while we have inklings of what that may mean, you know, kind of anticipating a rejection, uh, we know that we're still going to keep going. However, at the same time, there are people, uh, quite a few friends of mine actually, I'm watching get that purple check mark on Twitch. And th there isn't a level of, I'm sure there's some jealousy and animosity across a few of the communities, but as a general rule of thumb, people see that and they celebrate in uniformity. It's not, why don't I have a check mark? It's, he had a check mark on Mixer. Darn straight, he deserves it on Twitch. And that, that's, that's where we're at right now is, is unifying around these little achievements and the big achievements, the little achievements of getting affiliate and the, the big achievements of achieving partnership. The little achievements of watching our community members who are streamers on Mixer who couldn't get partnership, whether it be a follow or concurrent or the fact they just kept getting rejected. Now they're sitting at an affiliate and they have their own subs. So sure, it's not the same prestige from an optics standpoint, but they achieved it and I think they deserved it. And to kind of watch these things happen and to see each other hopping in and lurking during these pushes and, and being there and celebrating, trying to get the first badges and all of these things over here, it's, it, it shows that we, we didn't just come over to Twitch and restart. We came to Twitch with a fire that by the end of that first week, I, I can't think of anybody who, if they wanted to be, didn't end up leaving with an affiliate title. And just, just to see that power of a whole platform and, and the inner circles that it had allowed to be built as a platform, they didn't abandon one another in the fear or the hype or the, you know, little fish, big pond. Um, that was definitely the feeling. I think it's beautiful. I think it's awesome. Yeah, the way that um, Twitch it kind of embraced the Mixer streamers and also, you know, Facebook and I assume other platforms, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I can't really comment on that, but the way Maybe Twitch YouTube, and... Right? Uh, oh, yeah, YouTube. Um, the way that these platforms have been handling the Mixer shutdown has just been beautiful. I mean, to watch. I mean, it's something really bad and horrible for streamers. Um Twitch and Facebook and YouTube really stepped up to the plate to help out uh, their fellow creators. Yeah, and to teach us a lot of things. You know, we, some of the nuances to pre-rolls and ads being run during the stream, you know, little things like that. I, I, I could, I could propose, propose the question. Turns out there's some new Twitch viewer in the chat lurking, doing their thing, hasn't followed, hasn't anything like that. And they're willing to just step up and ask the question. And in and, and the process of answer, or answer the question for me, and in the process of answering the question, and then, you know, the community saying, oh, that makes sense. Maybe asking a couple of more details back or simply accepting it and saying, thank you. Like, if we understood it, um, now they follow. You know, like, like, just to kind of see the way of, that they were hesitant, but welcoming <laughs> and open. And we had a chance to sort of prove our, uh, our gratitude for it as well. I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really nice the way that, especially, like, not even just the platforms, but, like, the viewers and the communities um, behind these platforms, too, uh, really embrace the new creators. Yeah, that's true.
So uh, how has your transition to Twitch been? At first, it was rough. Uh, there are a couple of bitrate changes from a technological standpoint that I had to really adjust. So I started off at 1080p, tried 720, back to back to back. Uh, ended up calling an ISP and had a full refresh. Then I <laughs> dropped everything down to a, a rescale of 900p. Um, not a big difference in that to 1080, but you know the emotions of it is I was always 1080p at 60 frames per second on Mixer. I'd, I'd hate to drop that just because of Twitch, but we had to. Um, dropped it down a little bit, and now the stream is smooth. feels good. Um, the low latency could be an issue. On the phone, people can never really quite be there as they were on Mixer with a guaranteed FTL as long as that box was checked. However, we make the best of it, and it has, it has continued to still feel right. I will say there are a couple of things that Twitch offers, such as stream stickers, which is an extension. And as a Mixer streamer who, who, was, a, who was a partner who had custom stickers and had a community based around Sparks, having this option to allow people to select something called a sticker, which has very similar images that I, you know, I took a lot of our old files and brought them over from Mixer, allowed them to click it for free and pop it up on the screen is, is a surreal sort of uh, band-aid right now. I think that we, that we need more than ever. So yeah, I mean, all in all, it's, it's been, it has been as stressful for me as anybody, I'm sure. But uh, I think I'm I think I'm getting a handle on things. Well, that's good, man. Uh, I'm glad it's going going well for you. Uh, so I appreciate it. yeah, a few a few days ago, you uh, put out a video describing what kind of YouTube content you want to make. Um, <laughs> yeah, you think you could tell the audience what kind of what kind of YouTube content uh, you described in that video? Uh, I'm gonna be the next fireballer, yo. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got a whole list of creative endeavors I want to undergo, but at the same time there's there is a level of I guess skill that needs to be built. Skill in how how do I explain to somebody else my vision to take take hold of the camera and and record it properly? How do I then because <laughs> this is probably going to be my wife, Lady Poison. How do I then <laughs> not be embarrassed? She's recording me doing some silly act so I can in front of a green screen so I could pop it up on the on the on the cam, you know, on on on, on 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 Adobe anything and make it happen, right? Like, how how do you do that? How do you get from thought and concept into practice? So there's gonna be a couple of changes with that that I have to over overcome, but I'm excited for it. The kind of content itself, though, is. Uh, Two, there are two things that I could not live without when it comes to YouTube. Uh, let's Plays. And I don't mean like a Let's Play where it's not really that well edited. It's just kind of all recorded and thrown out there. I mean, Let's Plays where some of the fluff was cut out. A couple of little things here and there. But, but more importantly than the game, the person's personality shines through. Like watching Markiplier play the Five Nights at Freddy's things. Which is actually my first inspiration to create content for me was that. Because around the time of my mother's death... When I really decided I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this shot, which is why I had my microphone and camera for my first day of streaming, because I had tried this out years ago with YouTube. He was one who inspired that, and and watching it wasn't for the game. It was fun, cool little lore facts. I watched it for him. He made it fun. He was the the king of FNAF and things like that, and 
that's the kind of content that I really want to bring is not where it's all about me, but where my personality can turn a game that we all have played, never have played, never had interest, maybe never even heard of into something that's more enjoyable to experience. Even if you never pick it up and play it yourself, you can at least have that common shared experience now with a community, right? And, and this that goes back to the, the beginning of my, my sort of goal in this too is community. How can I use me as the stepping stone into unifying us in multiple platforms or maybe potentially expanding the community, meeting more people, you know, and bringing more positivity to more people as a, as a direct part of that too. So the content would be that, yeah, let's plays, but also more creative things too. So I want to get into more um, of the music, just might just be creating my own backing tracks on the acoustic guitar. I want to start playing uh, more in terms of reviews. You know, I, I don't want to just play the game to play the game and record the whole thing and pop it out there in these twenty-part episodes. I, I want to, I want to play a game for the love of the game. And as I go through having played these games a dozen times in the past, I want to not look at it through the eye of nostalgia. I want to look at it through the eye of like an analytical. What, what, what really made this game great at the day it came out, and now, you know, maybe ten years later for some of these three sixty games. What, what made Fracture, what made Bulletstorm, what made these games good or bad? And I, I want to go through and review them. And that, of course, would involve more than just reviewing it because I have cows on my property now. Why wouldn't I involve cows in a game review? Come on, that's hilarious. It's moo news. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's just going to be kind of content that's here, there, and everywhere, much like my thought process. If you've ever been to any of the streams, you know it starts off with, hi, how are you? Next thing I'm talking about, some weird fact about Maybe a hippo. Someone in the chat mentions burritos. So now I'm talking about how I don't like beans. Uh, then we're playing Apex Legends. I'm talking about glitches in games and software development. I'm dancing in front of a green screen with a panda mask and a lightsaber. My brain doesn't function on one thing at a time. It's got 30 things going on at one time, and that's, that's my sweet spot. So I think it's going to be the YouTube content as well. It's going to be diverse. Now the now the 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 part of being full-time content for now at least is uh dedicating more time to it and making sure that there is a structure among the chaos, that there's order in this chaos, that there is a schedule. Okay. Yeah, his brain is in 30 places at once, but can I expect the Skyrim let's play today and the Halo one tomorrow? Maybe a review on Thursday. Like how do I get that sort of groove going as well? So now is the hard part of taking two steps back, breathing, and writing all down. Yeah, planning out your content, especially on YouTube, is uh, basically essential. Uh, so I can definitely right. understand that. Um, I be... did not realize that you lived on a farm until I saw that YouTube video with the cows. <laughs> yeah, I am... I am I am Farmer Dan. Yeah, we uh, we moved out here um, with my in-laws. Actually, we finished the basement and, and jumped in as kind of an option an option to uh, a save money, but also b to, uh, be with family, take care of the fam, um, have the fam take care of us as well as we try to have a baby, and then in in turn of basically taking over their mortgage. You know, as, as rent, it it essentially becomes uh, let us upgrade your internet, let us help you with the animals. What what can we learn? How can I how can I be useful on the property? And so there's a there's a lot of angles to it, but it ended up being it ended up being actually the, the greatest decision because 
it wasn't long after we began to settle that my employer for my my day job actually let me go. So I mean, it, had had we not done this come to the farm thing, I would have been having a <laughs> please welcome me to the farm now moment. <laughs> yeah, you would have been there either way, but um, at least you were there before. You know, at least I can say it was by choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that makes you technically a full-time content creator now, right? For the time being, that is correct. How does that feel? Scary and awesome. You know, it's, it's, it's funny when you have a day job to kind of go to. You can play your video games on your lunch break. You can play some RuneScape while you're doing your meetings and stuff and be fine. Then you stream in the evening and whether or not you get bits, it's okay. You get some subs. It's all right. You're having a good time. But now I have to find a way to not just say this is about community and mean that 100% and, and be appreciative of the rest. Now the financial aspect of things has to be woven in in such a way that I not only A, communicate that this is about community first and foremost, but B, how do I make sure that my heart is always in check too, that my mind and heart align, that yes, bills need to be paid however the value of people is is greater than the value of you know uh do i have the newest iphone do, do i also have the newest i watch to go with it Ooh, what about an ipad is my screen protector a 30 dollars one or a 10 dollars one i'm gonna have to begin to sort of think these things out and balance those in a, in a way I haven't before around the content too. So that every time I hit go live, every time I hit publish, every time I respond to a comment or I, I tweet something out that people can know for sure the intentions of Poison Kill are whole and honest. That yes, he has to make a living to continue eating until the farm is fully sufficient, right? <laughs> um, but he, he isn't just here to be taking our money. And, and so, so that's where the fear part comes in is can I find that balance? How long will it take me to find that balance? And then whether or not I find it, can I settle into it in time, right? So uh, there's a lot of excitement around that too is, again, change. But it's the change that maybe for the first time in my life, I've wanted to happen. So am I, am I sad I lost the job? Sure. But then for five years... Am I excited that I lost the job? Yeah, I think for the first time in my life, I'm, I'm ready for the change, except for when I got married, obviously. So maybe the second time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be a great change. That's where it's at. So do you have any projects that you're working on right now, other than like YouTube, like any other platforms that you're thinking about? Yeah, I've actually been trying to split up my... <laughs> my brain into a couple of directions. I would like Instagram to have my farm content as well as my gym content as we also build the gym here in the garage on the farm. I'm actually a certified personal trainer, so it would be interesting to, as I get back in my fitness journey, <laughs> since I was really comfortable on Mixer and putting on a couple of LBs, it would be nice to um, be able to teach people more than just gaming. It would be nice to show people some of the things you can do at home with or without equipment. And that would be on Instagram. So are you interested about cows and farming? Eh, here's some hashtag farm life. 
what about the gains though you know here's this how you can keep healthy among among all things and i think that i think a fitness is a huge mental health thing as well in, in, a, in a positive way so i think that's going to be a really interesting way to sort of bridge the gap of gaming and also agriculture <laughs> so we'll see where that goes as for twitter i'm just trying to be more active i know that it's got a it's a great platform for potential reach but it's so easy to fall into the rut of going live tweets and and your and your feed is just nothing but going live tweets how do you bring value to twitter how does somebody stopping by or seeing your tweet or hearing you have a twitter on stream whether they do or don't use twitter how do you bring a value to their life with your feed? Uh, and that's where trying to incorporate more community things has been interesting. So more polling, uh, more retweeting of other other creators that they, they might not know of and and trying to add my own spin to things as well with those retweets. So so that the feed isn't just, hey, I'm going live again. But it's, it's truly, um, hey, you know me. You kind of know this guy. Well, here's something he's got going on too. Let's, let's, maybe we can collab in the future. And just trying to find that balance there. Of course, YouTube for more of the curated, highly edited content, and then live. Those are the four things I'm focused on most for content. I, I don't really believe that I'm going to begin to throw a lot of attention into uh, you know, Facebook or anything like that. A lot of people you'll see they have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, YouTube, and the stream, and a job, and they're getting married. So much. I, I, I don't want to try to spread myself too thin and, and create... Sure, maybe good content, but here and there, I want to make sure the content I put out is good and reliably consistent on a, a smaller amount of platforms. Yeah, being uh, stretched too thin is definitely a way to burn yourself out real quick. Uh, have you have you ever dealt with burnout? Uh, no, actually, I I have. I have consistent, well, yeah, a little bit at one point during my first rejection from Mixer, I, I began to feel kind of that maybe something was like a burnout, but it went away as quickly as it came. I, um, because I, I had applied for partner on Halloween of 2019. So I started streaming in early, so I think I started streaming in April, right? Um, applied for partnership in around Halloween, get rejected. Started to feel a little bit of a burnout around then because I just the anticipation just to be a letdown by the end of it. But it went away fairly quickly when I actually got an email saying, hey, you know, uh, good luck, <laughs> better luck next time. Um, which says, you know, try again in three months is how Mixer held it or how they handled that process. I went live an hour later because that's when the email came in, an hour before my stream. <laughs> after an off day that I didn't get to spend resting because I was constantly freaking out about that email. When is it going to come? What's the answer going to be? Go live. And even though I had told nobody I applied, the amount of love was, we were hitting new highs on numbers without raids, without crazy hosts. And that was to me reaffirmation that the community might not know every detail of what goes on behind the scenes but you better believe they have a pulse on it and they're there. And even though they only had an hour of unprepared, unannounced <laughs> craziness, they were still there. And that really helped me by the end of that week overcome that feeling of, of sorrow and failure. Uh, turns out about a month later, Mixer undid my cancellation and had me retry anyways. So 
it was good I didn't get down and out about it because they were just going to give me a second shot. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah, my partnership isn't normal. Um, well, it wasn't normal. <laughs> I, uh, after my rejection, I was in a couple of other things and just talking to people. And I, got, I actually got a DM from Mixer staff. And I don't, however much of this NDA, I don't think it matters now. Um, <laughs> uh, this person basically said, uh, you got rejected. I'm sorry to hear that. I got to see your stream. Check your email. So I, I ran through and checked my email and there is nothing. So I go back frantically. You know, my wife is in the other room and she's hearing this and I go back to the DM and I'm like, there's nothing there. What am I looking for? So I just had, I had a hunch. I guarantee they reset my application process. Right in my computer. <laughs> Scream across the house. Babe, I, I can reapply. <laughs> She's confused. She has no idea what's going on. I have her come in the room. I pop the chair up. I give her my nice gaming chair and I take some like old Ikea chair and I sit next to her for an hour. And we fully revise my application letter to make it a second try and not, not just a, 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 a copy paste of the first one. And we, we critique it, save it a couple times in Google Docs, submit it. Beginning of the next week, you know, hey, you're your partner. So, yeah, it's definitely not. <laughs> I, I, I consider myself a first-time applicant just because of how weird it was. Well, I think that goes to show just how strong of a community that you've built uh, over, your, over the course of your time on Mixer and now on Twitch. Because they, sh they showed up for you, like, a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and still continue to. Even even if all they can do is lurk one day because they've got life or whatever it may be, the, the community will, will find a way to at least say, at least say hi, you know, and, and the way they do. Uh, so what do you, like, necessarily think of when someone asks you for advice on um, community building, like how do you how do you usually respond to that? Because I'm I'm assuming that you've been asked that before. Yeah, many times. And anytime anyone asks ever about building community, about starting to stream, it's rough because starting to stream is easy. Schedule. Don't spend money at first. Give yourself time. Do you even like it? Um, when it comes to community, what I've had to change my angle on instead of say things like play the games you like and you'll meet people you love um, or play the games you love, and you'll meet people you like. Right. I, that. That only works to a degree. Because then at some point you see the. Statist I guess the st um, statistical probability here of, of or the likelihood that you're going to end up being somebody who streams to zero for a long time especially on twitch now so why am i telling people things that aren't really going to bring them value and if it ever does maybe years later so what's the what's the balance there the balance that i found personally is explain to people that yes this is going to be rough um obviously play what you want at first don't spend money a lot of those things are definitely true principles that stick by but when it comes to community don't assume you are to become a streamer. I, I know it hurts to hear. Um, I have to remind myself sometimes too, though. I, I, think, I think to assume that you are to become the content creator is 
fallacious from its very beginning. What if you aren't to be the streamer? What if you're the best mod ever? You just don't know it yet. What if you're that community member that has money and is able to supply with gifted subs and impacts the streamer's life and makes the content possible? What if you're that person who's just a good lurker and knows when to pop in and say, lol, <laughs> you know? What if you're that kind of person? What if you're the kind of community member that's able to keep the conversation going for the streamer and the community, whether they're there active or not, whether they're trying to clutch a kill in a game, or maybe they're just in the middle of a crazy video and they're not talking. Maybe they're BRB'd. Whatever it is, are you able to get the community in the chat riled up to talk, to hype about something? Are you able to do that? These are, at which Twitch directly rewards with that conductor badge, which is really cool from, from a financial standpoint, from a conversational piece. I know they don't have leveling systems, but at least have the, the tiers with subs, I guess, to kind of show like how long you've been there. I find it interesting that there are so many angles and, and pieces to building a community that you might not be the builder of the community from the face, but you might be one of, without you, an essential part to creating a community. And, and I think that's what I usually will stick to telling people is, if you enjoy it, do it. If it isn't working, Sure, keep going, but but to build the community, first establish where you fall into the puzzle. Like what what puzzle piece are you? What what ingredient in this pie are you? Are you the base? Or are you the are you the top that everyone sees? A real nice, pretty top. You know, which are you the streamer? Are you the person in the background nobody knows about? But without you, it doesn't happen. Find where you are first so that when you meet people, you can adequately lead the community by knowing you before you've ever tried to define them. Huh. I've, I've never really thought about it like that. That's, that's a very interesting perspective. And uh, that's just, that's kind of just been brought about by your experience, right? Yeah, more or less. I mean, I, I actually didn't even watch streams. So my first month of streaming, I didn't watch streams at all. <laughs> and then I started to, I guess about three weeks in, maybe I began to really kind of watch a couple by lurking different things like auto host and stuff and getting some ideas of content out there. Really, at first, looking for ideas to steal before I began to have my own creative, you know, inspiration and really not steal them, but reform them. Um, so yeah, that, that's just been experience. It wasn't really years of watching and thinking about it, just kind of the school of hard knocks. Wow, I'm getting a lot of followers fast. Things are going pretty well. I should probably think about this in a deeper level than welcome to the stream, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, uh, the word you were looking for is inspiration. Ah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you were inspired. politically correct. <laughs> you, were, you were inspired to borrow those ideas yes. from other streamers. To borrow, thank you. Oh, I like this. There you go. Are you, are you a PR manager? <laughs> Well, I'm just good with words. Um, so I kind of want to know more about um, how you came about your brand because you were talking about how you were watching these other streamers for inspiration, with air quotes. <laughs> um, how, like, the panda spam became a thing, how um, how pretty much everything about your, uh, like, unique about your branding, like visuals and everything, how did that come about? Accidents. Every step of the way, accident and chance. Um, Poison Kill was a name that I adopted years ago on the Xbox 360 when I was professionally playing Halo 3. Uh, semi-professionally, uh, I guess on a regional level. 
Um, and somebody recognized me from RuneScape where I was featured in tip.it way back in the day. And my name wasn't Poison Kill yet. My Xbox name was the same as my RuneScape name. Dude recognizes me after I stomp his face in Halo 3. And I'm thinking, he's like, oh, I know you're from, from RuneScape. I'm thinking he's going to hack me. <laughs> I should have just said, thanks. Hi, you want to play sometime? Instead, I freaked out. He's going to hack me. <laughs> so I blocked him and changed my name. I spent like 10 bucks that day to change my my name on the Xbox. Poison Kill just kind of came to me. Went with it, stuck with it. It's been the same since. And I actually still like it. I've, I've been called PK and Poison for... Well, I've been called PK since I started streaming. That was a new one. I've been called Poison since then. So there are, there are people that have become really good friends of mine through the Xbox and have just always called me Poison. They know my first name. They know my wife's name. But she's Lady Poison. Her toxic moves back in the day. <laughs> And I'm poison. Doesn't matter. They just well, that's what I am on their phone. That's what I am to them. I find it interesting. And then in terms of the branding around it with the skull and the and the positive poison and the slime, again, kind of an accident. I mean, I was I was talking to my wife one day about the about the first week in. I'm like, babe, this is we already got hundred followers. This is super fun. I have to make a logo. Can I can I spend ten or twenty dollars online to make one? She's like, Well, why don't we just get an idea first? pulls up Instagram and starts going through different like random pre-made images. And next thing you know, <laughs> my wife has come up. She found this like slimy skull that for some reason was an Instagram image that you could attach to your posts. <laughs> she angles it, puts poison kill below it. Done. I love it. I love it so much. I go with it. I actually screenshot that from her phone. We sent it to me. It's got the pink and the green, oh, like kind of the pinkish purple and the green. There's my colors. There's my skull. There's my logo. Done. It's it's evolved to become more professional sense, but that was when that image and color scheme became a thing. Just a on the whim Instagram goof session. We literally took a picture of it up against a pillow to give a black background to start throwing things on. <laughs> For positive poison, I I realized very quickly I've never really cussed. I've never been one to curse. I've I've always just kind of kept things clean and family friendly by default. Um, sure, I enjoy some some potty humor or whatever with my with my friends if it's just us and we're chilling out by the fire with with some drinks, but or maybe celebratory cigar or something. But other than that, I just I'm just generally a a, a clean comedy person. You know, I, I like myself some Tim Hawkins, some Jim Gaffigan's. I enjoy the rest, but that's just kind of where I fall. And so I I wanted something that made made sure that. That the name Poison Kill wouldn't be assumed to be a negative person who just wants to, quote, get the dub, you know. <laughs> and so Positive Poison kind of evolved from that. Uh, in my second month of streaming, Positive Poison was a joke. Um, I put it in my bio as kind of a, kind of a, a lull. And then somebody actually read it, and that's what they, the first words out of their mouth were in my stream was, What's this positive poison thing? And I had no answers, so I had to kind of make something up on the whim. And as I began to sort of like on the fly try to pull information together, I realized, oh, holy f this kind of works. And it's, it, is, it catches the eye, it catches the ear, positive poison. What the heck is this? It doesn't make any sense. But it does. <laughs> and we're, we're turning the negative of life, the poison, we're, we're turning what is to bring death into life by embracing it, understanding our mortality understanding that we there's a value in the time we have here and 
as a Christian that, re, that re, you know, that reigns home very, very loudly and proudly, but even just as a, as, as a person who loves people, we have a limited time. Don't let the, the sorrow stop you from impacting someone else. And, and by direct correlation, possibly causing less sorrow in other lives, having more positivity, having more enjoyable experiences, having more experiences that aren't regretted on our deathbeds because we decided to say, it's okay, I love you anyways. It's okay. Panda spam. Accident. <laughs> there was a mixer sticker that was a panda, and it was really funny how one particular person in the chat, one of the, one of the sweetest people on Mixer, I guarantee she top 10 sweetest people on Twitch. I don't care how big the platform is. <laughs> um, it's Pat. She, uh, she kept dropping the sticker. It was a thousand sparks. It was fun. And I, I guess one day I caught on the fact that she was going to drop it consistently. So I just tried to recreate the sticker. I was like, what is the pose it's making? And then it became a thing that people would do a, a sort of a makeshift panda spam. When they noticed that I would make the pose, like panda, you know, just do that, whatever. I, they, they began to spam the panda and I would go full screen on the camera and stand up and hold the pose and crank the music up a little bit. And it would be, it would be a whole thing. It was a joke. Uh, then one day I'm working from home and I'm just hit with inspiration. <laughs> what if I just did that in front of a green screen and I had pandas behind me? So what started off as that ended up having flying pandas in space while I wore a panda mask and I swung a lightsaber. So that <laughs> escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. And it, and it makes you very unique. Um, uh, that, that pull panda spam thing, it's just, I mean, and now you use the little, uh, the steam stickers extension, you have like the little panda that you can just kind of put on the stream in yeah, place of which, the, uh, the thousand spark sticker from Mixer. Yeah. And I, I even had made my own sticker on it too. So I just took it and made a free one. No bits required. It's about community. You know, let's just enjoy the time we have with these bits or without the bits and just drop the stickers on. Yeah. It's fun. And they all make a little squeak sound because uh, that's the sound that the, the panda makes. At least in our our community, it's a little squeaky thing, like a little squeaky toy. His name has officially become Doug. Doug the Panda. How did I not know that? I've been in your community for a long time, and I didn't know he had a name. Is that new? It's kind of like an Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of one of those things that is true. Like, we just like, we always say panda. Um it actually is a reference to the do the dog from Up, who is always distracted by the squirrel. And since I am the panda and the panda spam, and this is the panda sticker, it makes sense that my attention span would be reflected in the name of the panda. <laughs> so he's Doug. <laughs> squirrel. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a great movie. Actually, exclamation point squirrel in the chat. We'll, we'll have a little panda bounce across the screen. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Uh, so we have been on for about almost fifty minutes. That's about how long we usually go for on here. Um, so I would like to just start closing things down. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts or any shout outs that you'd like to give? Uh, oh, that's a big one. I think in closing thoughts, I'd like to kind of take. A statement I made before and make sure I, 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 I soften the edges of it. When I say maybe you're not supposed to be a streamer, I don't mean that you probably suck. 
you might be incredible. What I'm saying is your ability to rally people might be different than anyone else's. Your ability to play a game and make it entertaining might be different than someone else's. So stream if that's something you want to do, but always be looking at yourself and saying, where do I fit in this, in, in this grand scheme of life? Where's my puzzle? What, what puzzle piece am I? Am I a corner? Am I a center? Am I that one that you don't know until it's the last piece? What are, what are you in the, in, the, in, the, in the grand scheme of community building and the communities you're a part of? As, as for what that means, I think it means you hold value whichever position you're in and don't assume that it has to be the one that's the most fun to you right now because your, your perspective honestly might change in six months. Once you try the other ones out, you might realize, yeah, that was a cool idea. Would have been fun, but I'm so much better and enjoy this one so much more. I don't want to see people keep having crushed hopes and abandoned watch, not even just trying to stream, but watching streams because of, of a perceived failure when it was never a failure. You just weren't succeeding in the area you were supposed to be in, which you would have absolutely crushed in. And I want to see people do well. That's why I say that. As for shoutouts to the origin of my inspiration, the one who I hated at first and then fell in love with when I came back, Dad God Game. <laughs> always been a consistent content creator, always been consistently about community. He's always he's always been willing to say, I love Jesus and I love you. And 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 that has always resonated with me very, very strongly. Consider him a good friend. As for anything else, stream stickers. Use it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, just like I mentioned at the beginning, you can catch Poison Kill on Twitch or on YouTube or on Twitter or on Instagram. Um, that real Poison Kill in all the places. Yes, real Poison Kill. Three words, uh, no spaces. <laughs> so <laughs> just thank mush you, together. Thank you for being on the show. It's been a real pleasure, and uh, I will see you next week. It really has. Thank you so much, man.